Welcome to The 721, the podcast for Nathaniel Green Middle School here in Providence, Rhode Island. This is Michael Camella, the principal at Nathaniel Green Middle School. Our podcast uh, is about the things happening at the school and specifically about all of uh, the faculty and staff, everyone who supports our students in the school so that we can get to know them a little bit better and learn something about them. So this week, we have Mr. Stephen Larby, our school culture coordinator. This week at Green, we had our first parent-teacher organization meeting uh, of the year on Tuesday evening, and it was our best attended yet in the time I've been here, so we're really happy that our parents uh, and families are taking uh, interest not only in the school, um, but also in our community at large and uh, helping us to support their students. So we're looking forward to continuing that good work. We've also started our classical prep this week. Um, so we're, uh, we had over 160 students stay uh, for classical prep. Um, and we know that you know we're going to do our best, our teachers, all of us are going to do our best to uh, help prepare our students for that uh, rigorous exam uh, coming at the end of the month. Um, and we also had Rhinei, the Rhode Island Nursing Institute uh, show up this week to uh, present to some of our students who are interested in attending that school. We'll continue next week as well with uh, more presentations. This is Michael Camella, principal at Nathaniel Green Middle School, and today we have with us Mr. Stephen Larby. Uh, Mr. Larby is our school culture coordinator, so let's get on with it. So, Mr. Larby, welcome. Thank you. Um, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. Uh, tell us about um, your role at Nathaniel Green. What exactly is it that you do? So, um, that's a good question. My my role is a school culture coordinator here at Nathaniel Green, and it, it encompasses a, a few different things. So, one, I'm here to support students, and I do that in a number of ways, whether it's running student groups or just being another resource that students can reach out to. Um, also, I can support families in similar ways and just be an extra resource um, and someone that they can connect with at the school and um, has a little insight to what's going on um, citywide. And then I support administration with um, the day-to-day, yeah. Yeah, definitely a support for the students and for the administration, that's for sure. I know today we had our, um, our, our lunch honoring our students of the month, so that's always fun. Um, so how long have you been in education? So I've been working in education uh, actually since I was a senior in high school. Um, I used to work at an after-school program in Pawtucket at an elementary school, and so it's been about 12 years or so. And um, it's something that I didn't necessarily know that I wanted to be in. But um, as I looked at my different career opportunities and different jobs that I had, it's always been with working with young people. And I just love to work with young people. And um, being able to do so inside a school is um, is great because I got an opportunity to impact over a thousand kids every day. No, that's uh, definitely one of the advantages of working in a school. Um, so why did you get into, you mentioned um, you've been in this since high school. Or it was interesting to you. So um, were there any factors that contributed to that that made you want to uh, stick around in education? Yeah, so um, although I always aspired to help out my community, um, I actually went to college to be a computer engineer. And then my sophomore year, a friend of mine that I grew up with was shot and killed. And um, to me, it was kind of a wake-up call. And... 
Um, I was just asking myself, did I really want to do engineering? Was I doing it for myself or was I doing it because I was expected to have a good job and make money? Um, but I knew that my heart was in working with young people. So um, after that, I just sought out every opportunity to work with youth. And um, it's been my passion. And I try to do so not only with uh, my job here at Nadine and Green, but being active in the community in Pawtucket and in Providence. No, you certainly do make an impact every day. Um, what is your what is the best part of your role as school culture coordinator? I think for me, it's like when a student is not in the greatest of moods and they come to my office, whether they're crying, they're extremely upset, and then seeing them being able to leave with like a smile on their face, um, to me, it really makes my day. And knowing that um, that you you just impacted a young person and um, potentially just making their day feel better, but also like seeing growth in student over a course of a couple of months and seeing them start to handle uh, problems in positive ways or get excited about school in ways in which they wasn't, um, to me is just really makes my day and it really inspires me to keep doing what I'm doing. Now that's great to hear. I think we see that every day and I think that's the piece that um, a lot of people, um, I think we all underappreciate sometimes the role of the relationship with the student and how they feel in terms of being, being welcomed to, in class and in school. Um, and you do a wonderful job supporting our students with that. Um, so let's just switch gears a little bit. Uh, what is your favorite memory growing up? Um, so this is a, a good question. I think, um, so I was actually with friends um, this past weekend and we was talking about different things that happened in our childhood. And um, one thing I started up, I think I was a sixth grader and I was really big into wrestling at the time. Um, and our friends and I, we started this uh, club, we called it BWF, BWF, so Black Wrestling Federation. And um, we sat there, created matches, we created storylines, we used to act it out and then wrestle with one another and we put on like a real show. Um, and it was only about like 10, 12 of us, but I was just thinking about that the other day and it just really stood out to me because I, I always like to say that I didn't see myself as a leader until um, I was in college, but like little moments like this, uh, like that, uh, really made a difference in my life and, and being creative and trying to make things happen and to just have fun with friends. Oh, that sounds great. Does Mr. Norton know about your love for wrestling, Mr. Pasito? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I kind of died off, I can't lie. Yeah, I, I guess once I realized like how fake it was, it was, it was a little <laughs> harder to watch. <laughs> Um, I think, thank God, it is fake. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of drama, um, <laughs> just like middle school. Um, so uh, what is your uh, go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant? Go-to order would be, um, I think it would be Modern Diner, a breakfast spot in Pawtucket. And my go-to order would be their pancakes. I think they might have the best pancakes in Rhode Island. Yeah, <laughs> I love breakfast, so that's a good one. Yeah. So how about your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Um, that's tough because I, I really love me um, like film um, and the art of film. So movie wise, I don't. I was probably say Lion King. Okay. I think it's a movie that always stands out to me. 
Um, I actually have a poem in uh, in which I talked about like dealing with Mufasa's death, oh, wow. and so yeah. I performed it at the National Poetry Slam, and then they put me in the Boston Globe as like a 23 year old kid who's still suffering from the death of Mufasa. <laughs> so like <laughs> that 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 um, movie always stands out to me, nice. and, and it's sad to see that like a lot of uh, kids never watched Lion King until like the more recent movie that came out. Right. Right, yeah. Not, like seeing it in the original form. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a favorite genre of movie? Favorite genre? Um, I, I guess it'll be a mix between comedy and action. Mm -hmm. um, I can go for either, um, but I also love like a, a drama and like a timepiece. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's good. Um, how about reading? What, what do you like to read? Read. Um, so I I love to read poetry books. Mm -hmm. Um, I also started to get into like young adult fiction. Um, I'm, cur I'm very curious about it and um, I'm hoping to write my own book one day too. So I'm trying to read as much as I can. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, you mean young adult fiction in terms of like what our kids are reading? Or yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. I would love yeah. to uh, write a book um, that students could read and it could be something potentially that, you know, um, like kind of goes through what they're going through on an everyday basis and gives them um something to to be excited about and to like really explore their curiosity with reading nice yeah nice sounds good um so this next question if you had to give a 30 minute speech what would you talk about 30 minutes is a long time it, it is a long time <laughs> uh, what would i talk about i would talk about um i think for me I would talk about empathy. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's such a important piece of life, and I feel like at times our society um, like discredits it or tries to ignore it. Um, so for me, I think a lot of what I do, especially do my poetry, is I try to put people into um, into like my shoes or the whatever perspective for the poem that I'm I'm reading from. And um, I would love to do a mix of using my spoken word and poetry to tell stories and try to really push on um, getting people to connect with one another again. I think a lot of times empathy can be sometimes uh, viewed as a, a weakness, mm -hmm. um, but it can be really powerful, especially mm -hmm. for our kids when they know that, you know, um, we're empathizing with their situation. Yeah, it's definitely. great. All right, so Stephen, at the end of the school year, what five words would you hope your students would use to describe you um, or the work that you're doing? Cool. Um, five words. I would say caring, mm -hmm. um, understanding, fun, respect, and um, if I could cheat and put two words together, sure. hyphen it. Uh, I say tough love. Mm -hmm. uh, I definitely want to show students some tough love, the love and support that they need, but um, also be someone that, you know, holds them accountable mm -hmm. and lets them know that, like, I expect great things out of them. Cause oh, that's great. They, have, yep. they got so much potential. Yeah. Perfect. I think you're doing that this year and, and la you know, since you've been with us. So uh, sounds like very fitting words. <laughs> so thanks, Stephen, for joining us this week. Do you have any last words? So I just like to thank everyone who is listening right now. And um, if you are a parent, a teacher, 
Um, anybody who supports Indiana Green, please be on the lookout for any events because we could always use some help. Perfect. Thanks, Stephen. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast with Mr. Lobby. Uh, parents and families, just a reminder that there is no school on Monday in observance of Columbus Day. When students return um, on Tuesday, uh, and actually on Thursday, we'll have a um, CTE program presentation, our career and tech ed uh, programs in Providence to present to our eighth grade students. There's a lot of exciting programs happening around the city, so our students will be able to hear about that. On Thursday the 17th, we also have our first parent cafe. We know that for parents and families, it's sometimes difficult to attend the evening meetings or even touch base at some opportune times. So we're offering a variety of opportunities for our parents and families to come to the school to visit, um, to see what's going on, um, and to get to know us a little bit better. So we'll have a um, parent cafe on Thursday the 17th from 8 to 8.45 for some coffee and some donuts. We love donuts. So we're looking forward to seeing everybody there at that time. Have a great week.